What is going on, Birds of Discussion listeners? Uh, this is Fanboy Dave with Big Kev, and this is episode 12. 12, why is it a good number? Because it's like Tom Brady, the GOAT, 12. And we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Um, me and Big Kev, we normally don't talk about AEW, but there's so much drama going out there. I think I'm watching Days of Our Lives um, when I see it on my on WrestleZone since I don't really watch the products. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and then go into Triple H's regime and these uh, WWE superstars that are, have came back and um, get some thoughts on different things. How you doing, Big Kev? Man, I'm doing great. I'm surprised you're still with me, uh, given that you had gone to the Alabama-Texas game this past weekend, which was bananas. Electric. Um, I thought The Rock was there. It, you could definitely tell it was projecting through the TV. They were just hype. For an 11 o'clock game, which should have been at night. Exactly. From 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., I mean, it was just electric. Is the only word I can describe that as. And that was fun, man. I'm I'm, su- I'm surprised you, you survived. I did. I did. I mean, it was a good game. Texas won't say they're back yet, but on the good path. Uh, just like uh, with WWE. Well, I'll tell you who is not on the right path and I who did not survive throughout the weekend is what you were just alluding to, AEW Superstars getting suspended from the company drama drama i'm telling you man and we're just getting sucked into the drama i feel like we're in high school again because you get tony khan cracking down and cm punk did hold no punches he said he was working with idiots or no just to be clean but you know and he does got legitimate heat with hamming page and the evps of kenny omega and the Shawn michael wannabes what are they called again yeah, the wannabes, the young bucks, the buck youngs, or something like that. But yeah, but no, yeah. So he makes these comments, and then after the comments, they come looking for him. My understanding is he and Punk drilled one of the young bucks, gave him a black eye, which some turned guy into some, Ace. Some guy named Ace was on CM Punk's side. CM Punk got suspended. The young bucks got suspended, and Kenny Omega was part of it, and he got suspended as well. So interesting just, to see what shakes up after this. This this is just so funny because you have. Um, you know, granted, uh, and it's been in the past, WWE or WCW, you have people that don't, <laughs> excuse me, don't like um, each other. But when the a camera's on, they, they're professionals and they do business. You know, um, we talked about how Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle, they're not fans of each other, but they're professionals and they'll go out there and do business. And it seems like what I had told you, you know, Previously, Tony Khan needs to decide if he's the boss or is he a wrestling fan? Because it seems that they know that he's just um, uh, wishy-washy and they can basically tell him something and he's going to go with whatever the uh, EVPs decide. And what we learned from WCW, a lot of times when you have your top wrestlers also empower backstage that's not good for business yeah not at all it, we are getting fillers from the young bucks supposedly from the dirt sheets that they're seeking and seeing if the wwe is interested in signing them uh, i no, hope not i really I, hope not i do and i don't i i do because they are an established tag team that people know for the most part, whether you watch the product or not, you've heard of them in some capacity, Ring of Honor or, or whatever the situation is. Because of that, they do have a little 
naming, backing them, branding, if you will. I know, I remember they were selling a lot of merch um, right beginning of AEW on Pro Wrestling Tees. They were like the number one sellers for a while. So they do have some following. And the WWE lacks tag teams, like legitimate tag teams, not just throwing people together and say, here, here's a tag team because you're in this tournament. So that's the only reason why I would say that I would be interested in, in them coming. The problem is uh, Cody Rhodes knew this because we heard last year before Cody debuted in WWE that he was button heads with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And I just don't think with Triple H being in charge, having Cody there and bringing them in, I don't, I don't think that's good for WWE if they already had some animosity between them. It was them three versus Cody Rhodes. And, you know, people can say, yes, all, all four of them were key to bringing this startup company. But Cody and probably Chris were probably the most, I guess, inf uh, influence on that. So I just don't think it would work well to have them come to the WWE with Cody um, supposedly should get um, a push, you know, when he gets back from injury. So I, I, I don't think Triple H um, at this time think it's good for them to come back because at the end of the day, yes, there's rumors that all three of them were calling their bluff and saying that they were going to quit the company I mean, you would probably still have litigations and, and still have a uh, time where they can't go to another promotion if they quit. I just think it's just funny that AEW is self-destructing because they don't have a boss with a backbone um, to say, hey, this is how it's going. And at the end of the day, your EVPs shouldn't be your top talent winning championships because... Everybody was saying before, I guess they had a pay-per-view that weekend, the WWE had pay-per-view, but they knew that they were going to win the triple titles because they're the bosses. Well, I mean, in some aspects, I feel like Tony does have a backbone because he did make these suspensions. And I think he's realizing, wait a minute, I'm not going to be able to put my EVPs as talent. It's just a conflict of interest. And he touched on the topic with Cody and Chris Jericho. Well, they've been, they're a product of their surroundings. I mean, they were around Vince for so long and Cody just in general, you know, with you know, his dad running territories and things of that nature, that you have somebody making decisions and somebody steering the ship. But Tony, he had about four or five people um, in his ear about, hey, we should go this direction. Hey, no, we should go this direction. So I think things could improve for AEW, but I think it's a situation where he's lost a lot of talent, not, not. Uh, literally, although it's looking that way, but figuratively too, because no one knows who's who's the boss, right? You always hear about Vince McMahon, he's the boss. You, you, everyone, the buck stops with him. And so I think that's how Tony, and we talked about this several months ago, in fact, about the way that it's structured over there. They'll never be you know, successful in beating the WWE product. That said, I think Triple H would be open to the Young Bucks coming, there's always conflict amongst the boys, if you will. So I don't, I don't think Triple H and Stephanie and Nick Khan really care about people's people's uh, thoughts about one another. At the end of the day, I think they all think that they need to all be professional. And if they don't, yeah, then they they can they can leave because they're because WWE is such a big will, and each person it's like the CM Punk pipe bomb shoot slash work. 
uh, is just a spoke on the wheel. And, and that spoke on the wheel can get replaced. And so people, wrestlers are expendable, you know, for the most part. And so I think the WWE would be uh, willing to entertain the thought of it or consider it. Now, whether how long they entertain it, consider it, I don't know. It's just really hard to think that Triple H wants to go that route. Do with um, the NXT product, um, the developmental, uh, making new stars. And the biggest question that's going to, I guess, identify Tony Khan is, do you fire CM Punk? Do you fire the new Bucks? Do you fire Kenny Omega? You have a big decision to make that's going to basically uh, rumble through your locker room and now it's basically put up or shut up. And I've always said, you know, Tony Khan fights with himself that you can't be all buddy, buddy with these wrestlers and be a wrestling fan and the boss. It just comes down to, you need to decide what you want to be. Do you want to be the boss or do you want to be the friend? It's just like what Scott Hall used to say back in the day in the, in wrestling, you can make money or you can make friends. He said he already had friends, so he was going to make money. And maybe Tony Khan needs to do something like that or sell the company or tell his daddy to get somebody in there that's going to do something or let WWE just buy it out and go just play with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's so unfortunately this is happening because they had their first million-dollar gate. I have to give credit to that. They built a product where it's sustainable and it's progressing. It's still growing being able to do a million dollar gate. But to go back to your point, uh, I would argue that yes, you have the NXT that that might not be triple H's way to go in this route, but you got to remember it's just that it's a developmental uh, league. If you will, AEW has established stars for them, whether they're WWE stars, they're established and they've been wrestling. They're veterans like a Kenny Omega and the young bucks uh, specifically. I don't think we'd ever see CM Punk back in the WWE ring. Although never say never. Yeah, exactly. I can't say that really. So, but they're established. I think that's who you want to bring back. You know, I think you still can have that homegrown talent being developed because let's be honest, really not developmental anymore. It's a, it's their own brand. Out of these suspensions, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, uh, who could you see legitimately coming to the WWE and making an impact if, if this were to happen? If they were to be let go. Yeah, if they were to be let go, like like some of them, I'm already, you know, they're already filling it out. Like, how do I get and, and Alistair Black just got his release granted, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I think it was under like Rose, the, she she's asking for a release now. And and it's so crazy that this is happening because if you're not happy in WWE, go to AEW, and it's still like you're having the same problems. If I had to make a bet on just who's release i think alistair black i don't think he wants to wrestle right now i think he wants to rest his body and get get his mind right so i would have to pick the only one that would kind of interest me would be kenny omega that would be the guy that i would think um you could make money with because you could draw but um and i don't know if we're going to talk about uh this but even the promo that MJF uh, put on John Moxley with a lot of WWE references and taking shots at uh, Tony Khan saying the real 
Khan, good old Saint Nick, and his favorite, um, you know, his favorite wrestler that he idolizes the game and what's best for business. I really do think um, MJF is not um, doing a per se shoot. I really think in 2024, he's coming to the WWE. Yeah, I think so too. And it's kind of blurred lines in a sense because I feel like it could be a shoot, but I also think it could be a potential work because he's he is really believing what he's saying. I could tell. I feel I feel that. But it's kind of one of those just reality type things to get the eyes on the product and and have people talk about, hey, did you see that on AEW? Like what we're doing. We're WWE fans, but we watched that. And so maybe Tony Khan is allowing him to open up in that sense. Hey, say what you want to say. Go ahead and talk about WWE because it's bringing attention to our product. I, I don't know what to make of all that, but MJF would definitely be one person I would like to see in the WWE. But I agree. Out of the four people we talked about, the Young Bucks as a team, Kenny Omega and CM Punk, I agree. I, I think Kenny Omega could be that one uh, just based on his history. I think he could fit the style. I think the WWE could mold him to – to the WWE and could you imagine some of the matches that he could have with a Randy Orton or a AJ Styles that would be fun and I think um yeah Kenny Omega could definitely make you know move the needle on that for sure I uh, also like you said when people get into professional wrestling any any professional wrestler and they can call me BS but I'm not gonna believe them anybody on the independence or whatever if they get into wrestling and their goal is not the WWE uh, then why are you doing it? Or they're lying through their teeth because it's just like with the NFL, major league baseball, the NBA. Oh, I want to go play in the Euro league. That's not your gold. Your gold is to get to the best company of the profession. And at the end of the day, the WWE is the Mecca is the top brand like the NBA, the NFL, that you want to be a WWE superstar and say, I've made it to the WWE because that solidifies that you were good enough to make it to the best uh, company in the world in professional wrestling. Absolutely. Even if I, if I put myself in his shoes, I would take a pay cut, get to the WWE because you're right. They are lying through their teeth and they may be making a little bit more on the independent scene potentially. But at the end of the day, you want to get to the big leagues because who doesn't want a WrestleMania moment. Everybody. Not only just that, not only just that, but to be able to wrestle against the highest caliber athletes, and then not only that, you're moving your your you know your brand, your name is reaching globally. So I'm with you on that one. And you're true, and you're truly right because WWE is basically a part of pop culture, and we've seen it with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's gone on to make movies. He's the number one actor. John Cena is going the same way. So even, and even your girl, who's not, who I'm not a fan of Sasha Banks. Blech, um, she's been on cameos of um, the, the Mandalorian and working other things. It's like, if you plateau to do something after WWE, you can do achieve it because you're getting your name. Like you said, global, everybody knows who you are. Or you're like, oh, that's so-and-so from WWE. Yeah, let's give them a shot. Edge. When he had to retire, went to do that Haven show and all this. So it is huge opportunities for you to do something else after you're done uh, with professional wrestling. You can't go back to AEW. If I'm seeing Punk specifically, I can't imagine him not getting fired. 
Our if he goes team. back, if, Co- if Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Khan brings him back. Half the locker room doesn't like him. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be bad for your locker room. And what we had talked about in previous podcasts is if the morale of your locker room is not good, that's not good for your product. Not at all. I mean, when you have, and I'm going to say names that we haven't brought up, Hangman Page, Eddie Kingston. These are guys that for a shoot on the mic, pretty much told CM Punk, we don't like you. We don't want you here. But when you don't have the locker room and your, your team's not with you, you're you're getting ousted. I can't imagine. For sure. For sure. I mean, the best example is uh, is uh, uh, Coach Frost from Nebraska. Another embarrassing loss. And at the end of the day, even though they had to do the buyout of $15 million, the athletic director says, we need to go another way. And I think Tony needs to get that backbone. And I don't ever think when you're in the back and you're in power, you should be an active wrestler and still get to make decisions. So if Tony wants to bring um, the Young Bucks back and and Kenny Omega, he needs to tell him, do you want to be a performer talent on TV or do you want to work backstage? You cannot do both. Case in point, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, WCW. Because, I mean, we love Kevin Nash and we love Hulk Hogan, but when they're in charge, what what talent that they had that they just didn't care about? You had the Radicals, you know, Eddie Guerrero, you had Rey Mysterio, you had Perry Satter, D- D- Malenko. Dean Malenko. You had all these guys that were WCW guys that weren't being utilized, and they just bought their time. And when their contract was up, gone. And I think that's the issue that AEW is going to have, that if Tony doesn't man up, and do what he's, he should do and just be the boss, and no matter if he gets people that don't like him backstage or whatever, and he's a boss, you got to do that. Because if not, they're going to be, okay, yeah, we'll talk about our contract. We'll talk about our contract. And they're not going to talk about it. And when the contract's up, they're going to try to go to the WWE or, or New Japan or somewhere else. Yeah, let's see how this shakes out. Uh, let's see in the next couple of days, maybe a week or two, uh, what ends up happening to uh, those four individuals that got suspended with AEW. But Fanboy Dave, let's take a break, and when we get back... We're, we're going to talk about WWE, baby! See you in a bit. And we are back on Brothers of Discussion. It's Fanboy Dave and Big Kev. Uh, Fanboy Dave, let's let's pivot. Let's go back to what we uh, enjoy the most, and that's WWE. And I want to ask specifically to you, who has the WWE recently signed or brought back on board and has made an impact. So we, I know we talked about Kenny Omega potentially making an impact, but he's not there. Who is there now that just recently been re-signed or re-debuting, coming back to the company in this Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Nick Conner, and I say all three of them because I'm trying to give each one the respect, but we can just say Triple H error. One of my favorites. Braun! The monster among men is back and leaner and meaner. The Strowman Express was just knocking everybody out on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Um, I'm so happy that he is back in the WWE. Uh, he's a fan favorite. Uh, sells a lot of merch. Big, strong guy that you can put in the title picture. Roman has basically beat everybody and trying to find him a new opponent because I don't know if you heard on the dirt sheets that the plan 
is for Roman to keep the title until WrestleMania 39. I don't know how true that is, but if that's the case, you're going to need more opponents. So him maybe getting a shot, uh, carrying cross coming back. I mean, he, I think he has stuff to do with Drew, but eventually I think he's going to try to go after Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, those are the two that I'm liking so far um, that you could use uh, tremendously to get the fans even still more excited uh, for a title chase at the Universal uh, Undisputed Championship. Yeah, I mean, it felt like, you know, he did show up at SmackDown, as you know, uh, which was incredible. He powerbombed Otis, which was crazy. One, one person or team or faction, if you will, Damage Control, I felt has made a pretty good impact here. They've definitely inserted themselves just fine in, in the storylines and things of that nature. Johnny Gargano is somebody that could pop up as as you could put him and insert himself because he can, it seems like he can wrestle big, small. Um, I, I feel like, you know, you, he can be a mid-card guy that's that you can utilize. I don't know. D does anyone else excite you? Yeah, um, Dexter Loomis. Uh, he was a fan favorite in NXT, and it's so, I wouldn't say mind-boggling, but it's just so amazing how Dexter Loomis doesn't really talk, but yet he still gets those fans to invest into his character, whether he's doing that slithering um, uh, walk with his hands and sliding to you, you know, it makes you think if, uh, if he's working with and talking to Jake the Snake Roberts. Right. Yeah. Him. Or he just comes up and you just see those cold blue eyes just staring at you. And he's like, dang, where the hell? I mean, how you? awkward. And by the way, you nailed it. He did come out from under the ring. He didn't really come up in through the ring, but he was under the ring, like you stated. And you're right. How awkward was that when the Miz looked down and you just see this blonde hair and he's pale white, right? And he's got these blue eyes. And he's just looking straight up, just super awkward, super still. Um, I had a good laugh at that. I just think it, what the heck? You know, it's interesting that he uh, was just staring at, you know, Miz like that. Like, I'm coming for you, dude. Which he did. Yeah, the actually uh, helped him, the almighty one. That's right. And I just, it just makes you think who else is coming back because, the bros of discussion listeners know you don't watch a lot of NXT. Carlos Escobar, uh, the Fantasma, like he lost in NXT and he's supposed to leave forever. But he said when he was leaving, when he was talking to his group, I was like, oh, you're coming with me. So when are they going to debut? I mean, you still have um, Hit Row, you know, Top Dollar and them. Um, they're, I think they're, and, and I don't want to like be disrespectful to them. But uh, just a cheaper version of the New Day. Um, I think that's what they're going for is trying to just make them a fan favorite to fans get behind. Um, I really would like to see them heal. I think they'd be better heal uh, than being a, a, a face uh, faction. Yeah, I would too. And not not just that New Day, but you got the Street Profits. I mean, there's nothing that distinguishes them amongst the three teams. I mean, New Day is a little bit more flashier with the colors and they make things more light purposely for fun with laughs. But yeah, I would love to see them as a Hill tag team, but I think we need another Hill tag team. I know we have the Viking Raiders and of course the Usos are still technically classified as Hills. And that's why when hit road re debuted, it's like, okay, 
Uh, I've seen this before. Yeah, SmackDown uh, increased on 9-9, and also the demographic also rise. So Triple H is doing something right. He's getting the WWE Universe or wrestling fans interested in the product, and that's why um, the viewership is rising. And especially on Friday nights, I mean, Friday nights is usually hard to get people to watch shows or to stay in because generally Fridays is the weekend and people are going out, going to dinner, going to movies and to have an increase in viewership. That's just kudos to WWE, the, the powers that be of triple H, uh, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, that they're doing something right. And people are staying home to watch it, you know? Well, I'll be staying home tonight watching Raw. We have Edge taking on Dominic tonight. Yes, Dominic joined. He the, did. The he joined the dark side. And 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 his poppy is Rhea Ripley. That's what it looks like. That or is it Eddie Guerrero? I mean, <laughs> did you hear the fans uh, basically saying, you know, Eddie's your daddy and stuff like that? Like, as Rey Mysterio was looking up in the aisle at Dominic, like, why are you doing this? But but yeah, it's all in good fun. But yeah, Rhea Ripley has lured her persuasion towards Dominic, and he's joined forces with uh, with Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, and uh, Damian Priest. Um, he's gone to the dark side. Uh, that's going to be fun to watch. I mean, hey, Edge said, hey, and that we've been like family. You just need to be taught a lesson. And yeah, so, Dom, you're old enough. You're old enough to get an ass. Yeah, I'm gonna bend you over on my knee and, and pop you. Uh, we also get to see Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah as their first test against Dakota Kai and Sky tonight as the tag team women's champion. That should be uh, a fun one because, and they got us on a swerve instead of Kai and, and Sky winning the belts, it was Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. But we get to see that match tonight. And then it's finally, and I've been talking about it, and now it's Johnny Wrestling is going to make his uh, in-ring return uh, on Raw tonight. They could advertise it, but now you're like, well, who's Johnny Gargano going to fight? We don't know. You have to tune in. Hey, one thing, though, is it me or does it look like Dominic's hair is a little darker, even though he has black hair? Yeah, I think it's a little darker. I think he dyed it based on, you know, the faction that he's in. It does look like that. And definitely, I don't know if the gel or whatever he's using product, hair product-wise is making him look like that, but... It was definitely black, it felt like. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think Raw is going to be a really good show tonight. You know, we really didn't talk about, um, you know, Solo Sokai. Is that his name? Oh, what is it? Um, yeah, the new Sokai. The new uh, Bloodline member of the Usos, you know. So he may have something to do with Drew. But I'm going to give it up to your boy, Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn has been taking a lot of bullets for the Bloodline. He is, and he's so hilarious. He's so entertaining. He's just hilarious, like you know, having those conversations with the Usos in the in the back and in out in the crowd, and um, he's definitely one of those guys that makes the most out of his TV time. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, Sammy, Sammy, uh, you give him three minutes or whatever, and he's gonna take full advantage of the time that you give him, so that you can invest more time. Um, for him to be on television. So yeah, Sammy is just good. Good good worker uh, with any amount of time you give him. He's going to make you uh, remember that moment for sure. Hey, we well we talked about Roman Reigns. We talked about holding the belt or you touched on it earlier, holding the belt to mania. And I think you're correct 
because I just thought about pay-per-view coming up, right? Extreme rules. He's not going to be on the card supposedly. So yeah, I, I can see that happening. And I bring that up because there's another pay-per-view coming up, our premium live event coming to our great state of Texas in January, January 28th, Saturday at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. They just announced uh, this past uh, weekend or week. I'm excited. We're going to be able to get to go to that. And like we did uh, in 2017 when they held the rumble, I think this one could be really, really good because we're going to have the women's rumble. We're going to have the men's rumble. We could potentially get Cody back. Um, and then of course the plethora of talent that we're recently coming across that are, that are making their way in. I feel like this is going to be a sold out Alamo dome show. Oh, Cody's my pick to win it all. And what I was thinking the other day is like, does the so, rock come back? No, the rock's not coming back. Well, I mean, if you set up the Roman reigns rock at mania that, people are alluding to you probably would do that at was what's after rumble fast lane yeah well they had that yeah fast lane well no but what's going to be interesting because we're jumping the gun a little bit yeah the new pay-per-view which is day one day one is, january 1st which is the first one and then that will lead up to the royal rumble which will be in san Antonio, texas but i was thinking there's been this will be the fourth rumble in texas and by us going this will make i've made all four royal rumbles went in 97 2007 then we went in 2017 and now we're doing this one of course 97 is when uh, steve austin won at the rumble and then uh, of course at the rumble royal rumble 2007 was the undertaker right Right. And then we had, of course, me and you thought it, I was kind of shocked that Orton won in 2017 just because of where everything was at, not because of him, but just where the storylines were at. Uh, Orton ended up winning that. Uh, but Cody's your pick. Cody's the pick. And I think he could be a tons of talent. We got Brock Lesnar coming back day one, and I can't imagine him not being there for the Rumble. So you got Rumble. You have potentially Braun Strowman once again. You have Cody. Yeah, that that's going to be off the chain. I'm sure you're going to have, of course, Riddle, and you're going to have Seth freaking Rollins. And, man, we're getting some uh, – the main event card, there's starting to be some people – of course, when everyone gets healthy, that's the key. There's people to work with now. I felt like our roster depth was not as great as it it's getting. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's just so crazy because, like I said, with Extreme Rules coming up, after Extreme Rules is um, – Survivor Series, and then after Survivor Series is TLC, which is in December, then uh, Day One, and then the Royal Rumble. I mean, a lot could happen between now and then, um, which is going to be exciting because there there will be um, more WWE superstars, I believe, coming back or things like that. I mean, it's just a matter of time before uh, your girl – um, Banks and um, Naomi come back. That will add more to the product because they got legitimate beef. They never lost the titles, and that will be a good storyline to tell as well, too. One one thing right after Extreme Rules in November, before Survivor Series, is they're doing another Crown Jewel event. Oh, that's right. Do so you? Because the Saudis, they like to see nostalgia because they want to see recognition like a Goldberg, right? And I know we're getting tired of Goldberg, Oldberg. Could you see Steve Austin making that 20 mil or whatever the millions of dollars he's going to make? Could you, could you rule him out potentially making his way over there and performing in front of that huge crowd? 
I can't rule it out because I know after he fought at WrestleMania, he said if he got the call for WrestleMania 39, he'd go. So it looks like he has that itch still to perform. and Especially because it was a more of, and I didn't mean to cut you off, only because it's more of a brawl style, not so much a wrestling match. Right, right. So, no, yeah, you are going to need a marquee name, um, whether it's Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. You're going to need something because even The Undertaker went. So uh, the Saudis, uh, whether people agree with it or not, you know, blood money, not blood money. Uh, they're gonna want uh at least two marquee matchups and with big huge stars. So yeah, you know you are right. Could the fiend be back before then? I don't know. It, we we shall see. Uh, but that's gonna wrap it up for brothers of discussion, guys. This is episode twelve, and we always appreciate you coming a week in and week out to listen to us. We hope you have a great week. See ya. <laughs>